You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to these live devotionals here on YouTube. And we converted to a podcast to be in your ear, to be have you listening to God's Word, and just to continue to point you to Jesus through His Word and the study of His Word. And so, uh, my name is Pastor Daniel Williams here at Redemption Church Beach, uh, Redemption Church in Delray Beach, and uh, I love being able to share God's Word with you. And today I want to talk to you about our importance, the importance of being interdependent with one another, people in the body of Christ. Um, You know, these devotionals, I try to do them Whereas God gives me a lesson or important stuff from his word, I share just what's on my heart, the overflow of ministry. And this week, the reason I want to talk to you about the importance of community and being interdependent on one another is because I saw a beautiful illustration in our church this weekend. Uh, We had a young girl have emergency surgery. And uh, thank God she's okay. She's out of the hospital now. Um, But she just had to have her um, um, uh, abdominal area, uh, her... Uh, abdominal area and surgery for that. And so it was just um, appendicitis, which isn't life-threatening, but it could be a scary thing, especially as a mom. And what I saw in this situation is a whole bunch of people in our church were texting this mom and sharing her prayers, verses, love, communication, community at its finest, uh, texting her. And she reached out to our community group text and just said, hey, pray. And we were praying and we were talking and we were texting. Uh, this girl had surgery on Sunday and Laura and I were able to go, um, that morning and be with her, pray over her, anoint her with oil and be with her mom in the operating room. But one thing that really encouraged me is right before uh, I showed up, there was another congregant already there in the hospital visiting her, uh, brought a stuffed animal to this young girl, uh, has invested in this young girl's life, loves this family. Uh, we got there, waited in the operating, prayed over her, waited in the operating room with the mom and the dad. Uh, she got out a surgery success. It was great. We ran over to our church service on Sunday night, uh, preached, led worship, ministered there. And then what was really cool is there was another young couple that works with the youth. They, they usually did tear down and they still do. But that night they said, hey, can we leave a little early? We, we've been texting Uh, this young lady, and we want to go visit her in the hospital as well. Yeah, go for it. And so you just saw the body. I saw the body of Christ, which is such a blessing and encouragement to me. um, Come around, not only this mom um, that's a part of our church, but also her daughter and pray and practical. There was someone that uh, during the service handed a card to us to give to this lady for uh, just a just benevolence, just giving a, a gift card to be able to, hey, don't worry about dinner. This is this is on me. Here's an Uber Eats card. Uh, just so cool. And I, I wanted to read us a passage in Second or First Corinthians chapter twelve and talk about just this importance of being um, interdependent on one another, not independent, but interdependent, and how it's actually good for us. How the gospel brings us together, and the gospel brings us together not because of um, man. Are what we do. Uh, it's who Jesus is. You see, the world has relationships off of common interest, off of things that we can identify with. But the reality is our common interests change over time. But the Christian community's common interest in the common denominator is always Jesus. He never changes. And when we base our life off of Jesus, uh, we are adopted into the family of God and we are actually receive a whole great benefit of being a part of the body of Christ. Um, I know sometimes that could be a pain because the body of Christ and relationships do hurt. 
But the reality is they bring a lot of joy and a lot of comfort and a lot of growth. And our fellowship not should not be based off of a style, a culture, race, social status, or anything else besides God. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. God adopts us into his family, and we are now one through the cross. And I love this because family is family. Uh, we are family just because we are, not what we do, not based off our abilities and our gifts. And this was an important reminder for the uh, church in Corinth because Paul was breaking down about spiritual gifts in chapter 12 of what they were and the miracles and who has what and all these operating gifts. But so, so much so we base off of what we do um, that Paul's like, listen, but you have to understand the gospel brings us together, not what off what we do, but who we are in Christ. And so let me just walk through us this text in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 14. We'll start there. Paul says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are, are one body, so it is with Christ. For if one spirit were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or frees, and we were all made to drink of one spirit, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Now, what Paul is trying to tell us in this text is we are interdependent of one another, not supposed to be independent of one another. We get this great independent spirit from the Western society or USA, right? Um, where we want to pull up our own bootstraps and do everything by ourselves. But the Bible actually says, no, you're brought into community. Uh, you have been reconciled, not just to God, but also reconciled to one another. You're to love not just God, but one another. And so Paul gives an easy illustration of our inter interdependence in verses 15 through 20 that I think we all can understand. He says about the body of Christ and this being like us with Christ. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, do I not belong to the body? That would not make any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, were not, uh, were, were, would uh, be the sense of hearing. Where would be the sense of hearing? If the body, if the whole body uh, were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chooses. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is written, there are many parts yet one body. Sorry for butchering that text. You could read along as well. Uh, but the big idea is we are different, but we're intertwined. Uh, just because you say, or say, he's basically saying, just because you say, well, I don't want to be a part of the body, you still are. And I can say, uh, well, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to belong to the body. But the reality is, is that's the function of the not of an eye. And really, as a Christian, you have a function in the body of Christ, whether you acknowledge it or not. God has given you gifts, ability, time, talent, treasures, and intertwined you with other believers. Your faith is not just your own. You're a part of the faith. And let me be clear. We have this mindset of being independent of one another, but the reality is the Bible says that's not how you thrive as a Christian. You thrive being intertwined or interdependent of one another. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Because you have to depend on other people and people let you down because no one is perfect like Christ. He's the head and the body. Well, they disappoint us. But listen, 
You can't have this orphan spirit. You need to embrace the body of Christ in relationship with Jesus because this is how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to thrive. We're a part of a spiritual family, and the reality is we need one another. God wants his church, people, you and I, to be connected, interdependent to one another in community. And I just saw the value of that, the the body coming alongside and ministering and helping and loving this family when they've gone through an emergency. So often we want love to be there and relationships to be there in emergency, but we don't take any time to build relationships, to um, have koinonia and have fellowship. The Bible says we are better together and we need to invest in relationships so we can minister to one another, have these relationships based off of Christ and not just our own independent spirit. Uh, This is not just in this passage, but all over Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 through 20 says, so then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being himself, the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord In him. You also are being built together in a dwelling place for God by the spirit. I think sometimes having a personal relationship with Jesus has gotten so popular. It's actually brought in a lot of damage with our language because we forget and we're not walking in strength because we forget to be connected with other believers, a church family, a local congregation, an assembly, a gathering of the saints. Do not neglect it because you spur one another on. You build one another up. Listen, I tell the people this all the time. You can be a Christian alone, but you can't be a mature Christian alone. You can't mature and grow at the way God wants you to without making disciples, without being intertwined with other believers. And yes, they may be pain and trial and mess up, but it's just another opportunity for you to forgive, for you to love, for you to display sacrifice and actually put your faith into works. When people aren't connected to the church, it actually stunts their growth and it stunts the church family they're a part of. Uh, We've been given uh, all a spiritual gift, but we're to be connected and to serve one another with those gifts. The church can't just fully function as the body of Christ with all, all of its members. And the Bible tells us we're better together. This is so important to highlight. It's so important. I was reading a book on church planning by Clinton uh, Clifton, and he's now been passed away and went to be with the Lord. But he says this, American Christians often feel no particular identification with the local church, nor any sense of duty to other Christians in the city or in the church. They don't see themselves any more connected to the person sitting next to them in the church than they are uh, due to the person standing behind them in the grocery store line. However, that mentality is not in sync with scriptures uh, and, and scriptures call and command for us to be Christians in community. The New Testament is packed with instructions for Christians. You know, one of the reasons if you're watching on video, I have a different backdrop is because I'm actually reading this off of my computer and I wanted to highlight a lot of verses for you about just the one another verses, a biblical example of the interdependence we have for one another. Um, And so I can get boggled down with all the cross references. I'm not going to do all that, Um, but maybe in the comments, I'll put the, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the comments, I'll put the verses in the comments uh, after I'm done with this live stream. Um, But just, I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to how the Lord wants us to be loving one another, connected to one another. Uh, The Bible says that we are to love one another. We're to build one another up. We're to be kind to one another. We're to be at peace with one another. 
or to admonish one another, or to bear one another's burdens, or to comfort one another, forgive one another, confess our sins to one another, or to show hospitality to one another and give preference to one another, or to speak to one another in psalms and hymns, or to encourage one another, or to pray for one another, or to have fellowship with one another, or to spur one another on to love and good deeds, or not we're not to speak evil against one another. We're not to grumble against one another, but we're to live in harmony with one another, to lay down our lives for one another, to restore one another, to bear one another's burdens. We're not to lie to one another. We're to disciple and teach one another the truth. We're to please one another, accept one another, suffer with one another, rejoice with one another, and honor with one another. Again, it's another great study full of verses that I'll put in the comments in the YouTube channel. But the bottom line is we need to obey these verses. And the only way that we obey these verses is by doing it in community. And so Paul gives this illustration. He continues to go on and says that I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. You can't say you have no need of the body of Christ. Nor again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, verse 22, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that think uh, that we think less honorable, we bestow the great honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Again, we are independent of one another, not independent of one another. And this is so hard. But I want to remind you that we have Jesus in our family. We have help from the Spirit to do this. To be able to walk with one another. To be interdependent. You know that word interdependent means two or more people or things that are dependent on each other. And Jesus said, when two or more are gathered in his name, he is in our midst. He actually helps us. You know, that verse comes from Matthew chapter 18, where there's Jesus is actually talking about conflict with one another. And he's saying, I'm going to be in your midst to help you bear your burdens to one another, to resolve conflict, to reconcile you, to help you to love one another. And Jesus does this through his Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God has equipped us with his spirit and the presence, his presence to live in unity. God doesn't want us to be divisive or uh, to have his body in different sections. No, he wants us to walk in unity. And Psalm 133 actually commands a blessing when we walk in unity. And so we have an important reminder from Paul that, listen, unity doesn't mean uniformity. You can be yourself. You can have gifts. You can enjoy your own personal relationship with God, but you need to be intertwined with other people for your own strength and your own benefit, but the benefit of others. Paul acknowledges this. Now you are are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various type, kinds of tongues. Are uh, all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work in miracles? And we know this is sort of like a hypothetical. He's saying, no, we all don't possess gifts of healing. We all uh, do not. Do we all speak in tongues? Do we all interpret? No. But verse 31, he ends with this, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you Uh, as still a more excellent way. God tells us that we are different 
We're individuals within the body of Christ that we have different offices, roles, uh, genders, styles, ages, opinions, but we're one in him. Not everyone is the same and that's okay. And that's not what it's talking about being intertwined with one another, inter interdependent of one another. No, we're all different, but to God be the glory as we come together and work having him the head and we the body. Because when people see the church, they should see Jesus as the head, as the center. He's the one that we're living for with this excellent way, a supernatural love that he puts in our hearts. And man, it shouldn't be just about one individual, but be about Jesus and the love that he gives to his body. And this is why 1 Corinthians 13 goes on and gives a definition of this most important gift, love. That we're to walk in love, we're to walk in unity. And I was just so blessed this weekend. Well, again, with this situation, emergency operation for this young lady in our church, how the body loved, loved her, how there was different gifts. Someone gave financially, other people gave their time, other gave prayers. Um, it was so cool and such an encouragement. I was blessed by that. And I know that if my kids were in the hospital, I would be blessed by that. And so I just want to encourage you to get connected to a local church. I love pastoring, uh, the church we have, uh, so full of uh, grace and love and community. And uh, I would encourage you to join us. We meet on Sundays. We um, are a local fellowship in Delray Beach. But if you don't live locally in this area, uh, get connected with someone. Uh, it's great to hear Bible studies, devotionals, to be reminded of God's word. And I'm so privileged and blessed to be able to teach God's word in a public forum. But I just want to remind you and encourage you as well. Uh, get connected. Be intertwined. Don't just receive, but give. Contribute. Koinonia. Have fellowship. God wants you to be connected. And I pray that you'd be connected through his local church. And so that's what I have for you. We will see you in the next video.